0: the Follow the Relationship Podcast. The podcast about leadership, potential, and getting out of your own way. Hey, everybody. You know perfection is the uh is the enemy to progress and so i have for the longest time wanted to do a new series of my podcast and the thing that puts it off is like is it polished enough is it good enough i've decided who cares to screw it i'm going to try to pump out some information um weekly so welcome to the new season uh, if you've been with me since 2014 some of you know i did a podcast way back in the day and then last year i did a few chapters in my book um I- Other than me kind of following my nose into what it is I care about week to week, I'm just going to get on here and talk about topics that come to mind and things that matter. Um, Not going to be an interview show, although I might, um, but it's mostly thoughts and feelings that I have about five things. Basically, leadership, relationships, strengths, potential, and getting our own way. With a little bit of courage chucked in along the way and adventure. Um, I guess it's six or seven things. Who knows? Who cares? Ultimately, it's gonna be about the relationships that impact how we lead, how we love, how we achieve our potential, and how we get in our own way. Most of you guys know I, I have a healthy dose of Clifton Strengths in my life. That's, um, that's very intentional. Uh, I believe in the power of starting from strength. And so, while it's not a Clifton Strengths show, you are gonna hear a lot about Clifton Strengths. Today, though, it's the end of a week, and I've put this off. I've, I've tried to write a piece this week, probably, um, I like so many of you, have been doom-scrolling and trying to find clarity, and yeah, all those things, they come up, but um, it, un- inter- interestingly enough, it led me back to the place I was when this all started, before it started, which has nothing to do about politics or the election. One of the real drivers right now in my life is this drive to really help people find meaning as part of my larger coaching. Yes, I do business coaching, I do executive leadership coaching, but I have recently become certified in Donald Miller's Business Made Simple. If you want to head over there, check it out. There's a brand new book coming out in about three weeks called Business Made Simple. But in that book, as part of the Business Made Simple University, which all of my clients, when they become coaching clients, they get access to the Business Made Simple University. There's an add-on program. And I've heard other coaches actually who are certified Say, well, this is a harder sell to executives. I don't really know. It's the life planning course. It's the daily. It's a life plan that translates all the way down to a daily planner. And um, like all things well-marketed and well-messaged, Donald calls it Hero on a Mission. And so this Hero on a Mission program is basically... Give you a compass for your life. Now, you guys know I wrote a book called Extraordinary, The World Soldier Map, what you need is a compass. So I'm passionate about things that kind of act as a compass. And so I've begun doing this Hero on a Mission workshop with clients. And in the videos, I was excited to discover that Donald actually um, references uh, Victor Frankl's book, Man's Search for Meaning, which I, um, three years ago, kind of mentioned in one of the chapters in my book, Extraordinary. And what I love is that Donald breaks out really clearly the beats of what it takes for to have for life to have meaning, and it's this idea that um, Frankel brought up and kind of really offered to the world post-World War II. He was a psychiatrist who basically ended up serving as a medical doctor in effect for his fellow inmates at Auschwitz and Dachau and studied deeply why some lives would just die of despair and others would continue on. And so he believed that three beats, and I, I, you know, it's, it may not be this clear in his book, um, Miller and in, in Hero on a Mission kind of calls this out, but I and I just like the handholds, and I believe in giving credit and just kind of taking a tool that works. Um, His idea, Frankel's idea was the man, the title of his book was Man's Search for Meaning. It's this idea that in contrast to Freud, who believed that man was searching for pleasure, Frankel said, actually, man is searching for meaning. And when they can't find meaning, they then inoculate, they inebriate themselves with pleasure. And this inebriation is an idea that coaches I've had in my life um, in the last two years really bring forward is that when something becomes too difficult or too challenging, much like we do with alcohol or other things, we inebriate and we numb ourselves. And so Frankl's idea was that you're feeling pain, you're feeling suffering, you're feeling the challenges of life and the meaninglessness of life. And actually all these things, pain, suffering, frustration, all of that are actually signs of lack of meaning. And so instead of hunting for ways to inebriate with pleasure, with inoculation or or numbing of any kind to, to hold out the world, we need to find meaning. But to find meaning, you had to have three beats. You had to have... Uh, and I think a simple idea is a project worthwhile, a world-altering project. You had to have a redemptive view on suffering, and you had to have. And I think that my phrase, honestly, I think it's like relationships. We need that other piece. But the big beats that I want to focus on right now is this big, meaningful project, and like that becomes clear, right? So we say you should set a goal and you should set a vision. And I have a, very, I had a very intellectual client this week who was doing this process with me and is like, yeah, that's all movie speak you know it's not accurate okay here's the point of what we're trying to get at is that Frankel is saying and he says it this way for man to have meaning they have to believe quote that if they didn't exist well if they were to die tomorrow let's say that the world would ask questions that only they could answer now that the world, the universe actually, his phrase is the universe asks questions that only they can answer. People that had a deep sense of meaning believed the universe would ask questions that only they could answer. And so that's a pretty dramatic statement. And especially in modern life, as we sit here in 2021, that is a statement that doesn't really resonate as well. And I was wondering why. I mean, it does, right? On some level, it's arrogant. But um I grew up in in church in a Christian in a Christian faith. Um, uh, for years, I've called myself a follower of Jesus. Um, I have many, many friends who are Muslim, Buddhist, Sikh, Hindu, and atheist. Um, but just for your context of me and this podcast. And so I began to wonder, why that was such a hard concept for me, and I know a lot a lot of people who are people of faith who care deeply about the world, but really struggle with this idea that, well, the universe, or in their version, that God would ask questions that only they can answer. And part of the challenge ultimately is this idea of consequence. Now, stay with me here. One of the things is that this actually bleeds into other work I do with clients. One of the other things we do at, mission, at um, Business Made Simple is we'll do Mission Made Simple, basically creating guiding principles for companies. In the midst of creating guiding principles for companies, one of the things you have to state is, what is your mission? And your mission has to be so dramatic that it's equal to the force of something that's attacking. Like this is something you're trying to fight against, to push against, and If the thing you're calling your company and your team to is not so dramatic that you feel like it's coming up against an attack, It's, it's, it's pushing back on an enemy, if it doesn't feel that big, it's not actually a mission, right? It's some lawyer speak to fit into some kind of thing that you're trying to create. A mission is a mission. It is something that you rally the resources and it has great risk. But here's the thing, it has risk because there's consequences if you don't. If you are trying to call people with a mission statement into something greater, you have to be able to say, this is what will happen in the world if we don't exist. This is what's at risk for our customers. This is what's at risk if we don't create this product. This is what's at risk if we don't advocate for this population. But most of us say, well, here's our core values. This is what we're about. This is what we're doing. Instead of calling people into a mission that has consequence. If that charity does not exist, then these things don't happen. That seems like a, like a, you know, duh kind of moment. But
1: we have become so,
0: (laughs) so focused on the complexity of things. The the belief that, well, there's redundancy in the world. That there's a backup. That is there really consequence if I don't? And so in in day-to-day life, to avoid pain, to avoid things that we're afraid of, we have stripped away consequence. We avoid it at all costs. We make allowance for each other. We want. Uh, I'm doing. Um, I'm. You know. I'm doing some intermittent fasting right now to kind of get my new year on track. And I'm like, it's the little stars that give me the permission to not feel bad about skipping that one day. It's. It's you know grace periods that we want, and all these day-to-day modern life in an effort to make it. Maybe some would say more grace-filled or more flexible, and responsive. Have slowly stripped away this idea at the base of consequence. And while that makes us feel better in the moment, can I offer up that the lack of consequence is also stripping away our ability to have meaning.
1: A lack of consequence takes away our
0: ability to have meaning. And instead of being afraid of consequence, we can embrace it as the key to giving our lives to things that matter that therefore provide meaning in our lives and have a wake behind us to those we love and care about. And it's this idea that first of all, like Frankl says to have, to have a life of meaning, which makes you endure, which gives you strength, which gives you purpose, which gives you clarity. All the things that he saw in survivors of concentration camps, you had to have something that was worth your life. But that thing had to be something that you believed would go undone. Now, again, I mentioned briefly, as a person of faith, this is the hard part because we, especially Christians, will quote these lines like, um, all things work together for good. But that's a throwaway catchphrase that isn't properly thought through. All things could work together in eternity if that's your framework, um, moment to moment. And so you can let that over time bleed into, well, there's somebody else that can do it. Well, there's redundancies. If you're not a person of faith, you can start to go, it's a big, complicated world. How could I possibly have an impact on someone overseas or someone in a different situation? We minimize because if we had to live with wait, that situation impacts me. That person in Syria, that person in Armenia, that person living in southern Chile who's starving because the reality is they have no money because COVID processes have shut them down and they can't, they can't even survive. There's not enough help. Or, you know, you've got people in Myanmar who are being out overrun and being the false social media narratives that allow for genocide and racial cleansing and all these other things. Like, how could we possibly? You know, if you're living in a country listening to me today on this podcast, I got to believe that you're feeling pretty removed from that world the majority of the time. It's easy to believe that our lives have very little consequence. It was so fascinating to me that, Mar- that um, Malcolm Gladwell in his book, Talking to Strangers, does this whole piece with a different bent on the impact of alcohol. And as they're doing more research, research about what getting drunk does, some people think it's very, it's inhibiting. Right, that it removes inhibitions, but um, Gladwell in his book talks about actually what it does instead of removing things is it actually kind of shrinks things. It makes us more myopic. It shrinks our awareness of an external world, and so when you suddenly decide to strip down your underwear and dance on a table, fully sober, at work and days when we still have public offices, you would think twice about that because your awareness of this will affect my job, which will affect my my employment, which will affect my income, which will affect my relationships to my spouse and partner, which will reflect, which will reflect, you think, out and into the future in all these other areas. But the more alcohol you drink, the more your awareness shrinks to the place you're at. And not the future, not the timing. The more it shrinks to your little circle of friends. And then the more inebriated you get, the more you're like, all I see is the world right in front of me. Our desire to not feel pain
1: is causing us to shrink our world smaller and smaller. Removing the understanding
0: that we have the ability, not the fear, but the ability to to have impact, that our lives have consequence. And so something meant to help remove a stressful moment, we live in a stressful time. Things like social media, sometimes alcohol, consumerism, addiction to, to electronics, addiction to name your flavor of the month, can cause us to realize that actually avoidance of consequence is the avoidance of meaning because our lives need to matter because we can't separate those out. They have to exist together. Meaning comes from being a part of something that has consequences. But our fear of blame, that others will blame us for not doing something or doing something. Our fear of judgment, our fear that some people will say, here's a standard and you have not met it. We live in fear of judgment. And our fear of failure, not being enough having our lives negatively impacted fear stops us from embracing the truth that whether you understand it or not your life has consequence what you say online has consequence what you say at home has consequence what you say or don't say when silence is consent has consequence. Now that can be a fearful thing, but
1: screw fear. Dump it. How about instead
0: we go, my life has consequence? There's somebody today whose life will be better because my life has consequence. I will smile at someone and have consequence. I will choose to believe that I can dream big enough, whether that be a dream given to me by God, by the universe, by creativity, by seeing it in culture, whatever it is, we live in a world where your life can matter. I watched as five people, you guys in 36 hours donated $5,000 that went straight to take care of almost 100 orphans in Nigeria. There was no loss of money in between. It went straight there. You bought Christmas gifts for orphans and widows and single moms you never met. We shortened that distance, the 4,000 plus miles between, you know, the U.S. and
1: Joss, Nigeria. Your life can have consequence.
0: But here's the thing. Fear is what stops us. Fear is the belief that something negative that hasn't yet happened could happen. In my book, Extraordinary, I wrote a whole section called on courage. And Extraordinary is about a compass. Identity, permission, courage, and generosity being the core points of that compass. If you want a copy, you want to talk about it, I've got an electronic one for you. Send me an email. We'll have a chat. I'll send it over to you. But in this section on courage, I talk about fear is the belief
1: that something that has not yet happened could. But
0: it doesn't mean it will. So, why not choose courage instead of fear? And in my book, I give out a formula. And I'm going to hit three steps that formula in order for us to have meaning in our lives. We've got to embrace the truth of consequence because our lives can only have meaning if the world cares that we're there and lives are impacted because we exist. But our fear stops us from embracing consequence. And fear is, at the end of the day, needs to be met with courage. And what's courage? You have conflict. Truth and
1: action, with a little bit of sacrifice checked in, creates courage. Conflict, truth, and action creates
0: courage. Most people will focus in on the action. Most people will focus in and say, well, yep, if you're scared, just stop being scared or keep going until you're not scared anymore. That's only, you know, the Heath brothers in their book, Switch, they talk about the rider of the elephant. That's like you trying to hold on to a wild horse to go, yep, I'm not going to be scared because I'm going to hold on to this horse and put it the direction I want to go. Eventually, your arms get tired. The key to changing things that when we choose fear over courage is all in our truth. What you believe determines your action And determines whether or not you're courageous enough to believe that your life has consequence. What do you believe? A man in the dark or a woman in the dark being chased by a bear. The belief that it's a bear is what makes them run. Even if they unknowingly are being chased by a person in a bear suit. Right? You're walking through the woods. You're out camping with friends and you see a bear. You run. Now. What you didn't know was it was your friend who was making fun of you and was wearing a bear suit. The truth was it wasn't a life threat. Your body didn't know. Your body took action. Most of us are focused in on trying to force ourselves to be courageous when the reality is we need to focus in on going, look, what does it take to believe that we can be aware of the world around us, that we can have consequence? that every smile matters, that every dollar of investment matters, all of these things. What does it take? I think we've gotta focus on our truth. Truth that your life matters. And that's what I'm doing this weekend. Actually, I'm doing a workshop tomorrow with nine people. Um, We're gonna talk through what it means to be on a mission, personally, and how to start to believe that we can be intentional. That we can find meaning if we start to rediscover the consequence of our lives. And we can choose it. We can, as Donald Miller says, we can choose to write that story with fate. With God. With however you believe the universe unfolds. You have a part to play. And it is this belief that is transformational. We we have meaning, if we can give our lives a perspective, if we can be a part of something that matters to the universe and the world, and the only way we will ever step into that is by believing that while consequences are scary, consequence matters, and we have a life of consequence. What is the truth that you believe? Yeah, so that's my topic this week. Even as we we're thinking about everything going on, I, I, I've been just focusing on, man, I'm like, my own avoidance of pain and consequence just makes me minimize my life and then I wonder why it doesn't meaning. If you would like to talk about discovering more meaning, go to my website, subscribe to my email list or book a call. I'll get on the phone with you. I'll spend 30 minutes talking to you about what's possible in your life. I'm not just saying this. People will tell you. If you get on this, if you go to my site, hit book a vision call. We can have a conversation about what you want. Work with me, don't work with me. I don't really care. I'm more about walking with people who want to be walked with. Also, if you want to pick up my book, Extraordinary: The World Soldier Map, of what you need is a compass. You can either send me a note here, or you can um, go on to Amazon and buy the Audible version, or the paperback, or like ebook. All the forms. Um, this is my new podcast. It's going to be called follow the relationship. If you guys know, that's my hashtag is the belief that all our relationships are an echo and they're a path to be followed and they can impact our lives. So it's not going to be fancy. It's going to be rough. It's going to be me, but I really appreciate you taking the time to listen in. Please share this, subscribe, love to have that. And um, let's see where this journey takes us. Love you guys. Follow the relationship. You've been listening to the Follow the Relationship Podcast. For more resources and information, please check out my website at www.michaeldoffney.com For free resources, you can check out my blog as well as my YouTube page and reach me through any social media channel, LinkedIn,
1: Instagram, or Twitter.